praise you for this word that shall go forth today in power and might. And I thank you, Lord, for the word joy. As we study on joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. There is so much written about joy in the word that we Christians in this hour, the time that we're in, we are told to count it all joy when we encounter diverse tests and trials, knowing the trying of our faith work of patience, that patience have our perfect work so you may be entire, lacking nothing. So we need to have joy because we know the enemy's after our faith. And then we need to have patience. Patience for what? Patience to see the promise that you've stood on through. Now, earlier this morning, we heard Gloria and her son-in-law talking on prosperity. And they were sharing, she was sharing about believing for a house. Well, really, the house that she was believing for really didn't come into fruition until about, what, eight or ten years ago? And she had gathered books and papers. And for, I mean, years this went on. And knew exactly what, when the time came for her house, exactly what she was going to have. Even Kenneth did not know about this. I remember when he told about that, and God told him, you're not allowed to go out to that property because you'll mess everything up. You'll try to get involved in what, what she has desires in her heart for. And so that's exciting when you think about that. So it took that many years, and she stood on the word and stood for it and believed God for the perfect promise that he had given her and that she, she'd stood on the word for. So let's look at Nehemiah 8.10. One thing I've learned in every situation, you have got to keep your joy. Keep your joy. You know, and who's it up to? Us. It's not up to anyone else but us to keep our joy. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, some people just have more joy than them. Well, I've also seen people that seemingly have joy, but they have joy in and out for seasons. And it's interesting. And that's not the kind of joy that you want. You know, there's people that are like this, up and down and up and down. And one minute they're joyful and crying out to God and, and they're really turned on to God, but then you go, whoa, what happened? And so God wants a steady joy continually. Amen? So let's look at this, Nehemiah 8.10. Then Ezra told them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet drink, and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord, and be not grieved and oppressed. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now look what he's telling them here. He is saying, go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. So this is a set-apart holy day to the Lord, which every time you come into church, 
on Sundays, this is a set apart, holy day unto the Lord. Amen. Of course, he was talking about something else here. And be not grieved and depressed. He's telling them, this choice is yours. Do not be grieved or depressed. You know, how many have ever been grieved or depressed? You know, when people have a, a spirit of, of depression come on them, it's, it's hard for them to come out of that. But he's telling them, you can control this thing. Be not. Be not grieved. Be not depressed. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. So he's saying, there's these things over here that want to take your joy from you. But over here is the joy. And I'm telling you, go over to this side because this is where your strength lies. The other, grief and depression will zap you of your strength. Hallelujah. So let's look at Psalm 1611. So how many have found that there are times in your life when it wasn't really that easy to allow the joy of the Lord to be your strength? How many found this weekend that you had to maybe fight that? Don't raise your hands. I've seen people that are truly joyful and I've seen the fake stuff, okay? A person that's joyful, there's just something about their life that people come up to them and, and ask them, what do, you, what, what do you have that I don't? I mean, it just, it just, it's like a, a cloak that they wear. It's, it's totally from the Lord, and nothing seems to be able to get them down. Even though you know, the pressures of life push and push against them, they still bounce up and bounce back. It's like those old, I don't know if you had one when you were a kid, but I, they're like the old bozos or whatever that you'd hit, and they'd knock over, and then it would flap back up. How many had one of those? Just me? Oh, good, there's more of us. Two of us? Three of us? Okay, good. Guy, they're all girls that had those? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay, 1611. You will show me the path of life. In your presence, in your presence. So when you come into the church, you're in his presence. He's here. Is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. In your presence is fullness of joy. So if we are walking in his presence continually, there will be a fullness of joy. Psalms 30, verse 5. This is really important to get this because, you know, we all know that things are going to get harder. You know, I don't know why or understand why so many Christians are so shocked when the Word talks about it. I mean, read about the churches in Revelation and you can kind of pick out where we are in the church realm right now. Amen? 
Psalms 30, verse 5. For his anger is but for a moment, thank God, and his favor is for a lifetime, or in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me, verse 6, in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. I like that scripture. You know, you might want to take that scripture and hang on to it. In my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. That's kind of what you've been listening to on Sunday mornings in early class about prosperity. You can't be moved. God's word promises prosperity. He says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So prosperity is promised. You know, I like what Paul said. I know how to be a base and I know how to abound, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so we know that even though there were times in his life that uh, to me, because I've really studied his life over the last few years, to me, wouldn't be real exciting times. He stayed joyful. Even though he had the burden of all those churches and the reports that came back to him sometimes of what was going on in those churches, he had to keep himself joyful. You know he did because he was able to sing in prison. You know, that was a crummy prison. Nothing like today. You know, today it's like a... Motel 6 or whatever, kind of, but back then it wasn't. He had to learn how to trust God, amen? Okay, Psalms 126, verse 5. The joy. If you don't have it, you need to get it. Because I, you know, I was thinking about Jesus really meditating on this Gosh, the other day and quite a bit lately, and I, on when everybody left him, he was proclaiming the word of God. And everyone left him but the 12 disciples, everybody, everybody. And one of them was a thief and was there to completely turn his back on him and, and actually... I think about Judas and how deceptive he was, but everybody left. But Jesus kept his joy. How did he do that? The joy of the Lord was his strength. He knew. He wrote it. He knew. The joy of the Lord is my strength, no matter what. Even when he was crying and, and there were sweats, drop, drops of blood. For the joy that was set before him, which was us. He went ahead and went to the cross for us. Hallelujah. So, you know, we look at things sometimes and as I read that and I, I read about him and I, I know pastors that have said I quit and, and whatever and 
I think we can't allow other people to dictate to us whether we are going to be joyful or not. You know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Can our lives say that? Follow me as I follow Christ. And you know, you know that he was in pain. You know, you know, when you're beaten, whipped, beaten, the things that he went through. He, he, there were times that his body was in pain. There were times I'm sure that his body wanted to say, why don't we just quit? But his spirit and his soul lined up together, his mind, will, emotions, and intellect, and said, we're moving on with God. You are going to follow me no matter what. Body, you will do what I say to do, and we're moving forward. Amen? Psalms 126, verse 5. Let's see. Let's look at five and six. They who go in tears, sow in tears, shall reap in joy and singing. He who goes forth bearing seed and weeping at needing his precious supply of grain and sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. You know what that tells me? Keep on keeping on no matter what. No matter what. You know, every one of us, if you really want, you know, if we could sit down, every one of us could sit down in one, in one situation or another and sit down for an hour and talk a bunch of negative junk and have a pity party together. Well, my life, well, this went on, you know, this year and blah, blah. You know, and the next person could try to outdo that one, but that's not what God's called us to do. He said, life and death are in the power of the tongue, and we will eat the fruit of it. Amen? So I'm looking at another scripture here, and even though it, um, I don't have it down as a note, but it's Psalms 122. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I had a... a um, one of my friends had a, a thing on his website and it was called the Donut Church. I don't know if anybody saw that on, online. It's hilarious. I mean, it's sad, but it's true. Did anybody see that? Anybody that was with me at Thanksgiving did because I played it for them. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And then it says here, Verse 7, may peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. Hallelujah. My brethren, in verse 8, and, companion, and companion's sake, I will now say, peace be within you. For, sake, for the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek, inquire for, and require your good. Hallelujah. Okay, we're going to go to Psalms 132.16. 
Her priests also will I clothe with salvation and her saints shall shout aloud for joy. You know, Pastor did jump out of bed like he said last week that he was going to do. He did jump out of bed and he did dance around. He didn't jump on the bed and dance around, but he did do it. I have to tell you, I told you guys I would tell you if he did it. He did it. Did it three days? Well, I don't know. Half the time you'd get up before me, so I couldn't tell you. I saw it. <laughs> Pardon? You did staggering. Look pretty, look pretty joyful to me. Staggering up a bit. You have to remember. Sometimes we don't go to bed till two thirty. So, and he gets up at six usually. Bless you. And so, he said he was staggering. I don't. He didn't. You didn't look too staggering to me. I have to say, you got up and did it. How many did do that? Anybody else? You did it. Praise God. Anyone else? Did you do it? Good. Jump out of bed and dance around. Pardon? Midnight? Anybody do it at midnight? I don't remember the midnight one. We could have done it at midnight. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I won't. Okay. Um, Isaiah 12.3. Pastor did do it, I have to say. I'll be honest, I was too busy running to the bathroom in the morning, so I don't jump out of bed and dance. I run. Okay. There with joy. <laughs> you may as well laugh. It's the truth. Most of you women can sit here and say amen to me. There with with joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. I have to tell you, I drink about three or four of these a night, okay? So I wanted to kind of make, what is this? 16.9 um, fluid ounces, so plus I drink a thing full of um, calm, which is magnesium, and, and it's hot, and so this is before I get looking at me like, wow, is she, you know, I'm gonna get my water in, so. I didn't jump out of bed and, and dance around. Okay, therefore with joy will you draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day you will say, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, and by means of his name in solemn entreaty declare and make known his deeds among the peoples of the earth, and proclaim his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done excellent things, glorious. Let this be made known to all the earth. Cry aloud and shout joyfully, you women and inhabitants of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you need to shout, cry and shout joyfully, you women and inhabitants of Zion, so we need to cry and shout joyfully. You know, if you, if, you, if you do this, you will keep your joy, I promise you. Okay, let's look at Isaiah 3510. You're getting something out of this. All right, you know, faith cometh by hearing, 
and hearing the word of God. And when the Lord told me to teach on joy today, I said, what? He goes, teach on joy. I said, okay, here we go. Isaiah 35, 10. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads and they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Okay, this is what he's saying. He's saying that the ransom of the Lord shall return and come, in, come to Zion with singing. And everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. Everlasting, you notice it says everlasting joy. Not joy once in a while, but everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. How many have just ever heard people go, it's like, oh, geez, <laughs> please stop. You know, makes you, you know, does that make you want to sit in a room with a person that does that? Or that's not joyful? Or that comes in the house angry or uptight? You know, our rule in our house, if you do that, you go outside and pray it off of you, please. Okay, so let's look at, and you can, you can really get frustrated being out there in the world today outside of your house or, or, you know, maybe your cubicle at work, you've got it set up where it's private and nobody that's ugly can come in and harass you. Is that possible at work? Okay. I don't know. Nobody's answering me. John 16, 24. Up to this time, let's look a little bit. I don't know about this, but let's look at this, what it's saying here. Let me go up a little bit. These people, these disciples just couldn't get it. Um, verse 19, Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him, so he said to them, Are you wondering and inquiring among yourselves what I meant when I said in a little while you will no longer see me, and again in a short while you will see me? You know, like I'm sure that he was really... Um, I'm sure they were really startled because he talked differently than anyone else they'd ever known. Let's face it. Okay. I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, that you shall weep and grieve, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will be turned into joy. And a woman, when she gives birth to a child, has grief, anguish, agony, because her time has come, but when she has delivered that child, she no longer remembers her pain, trouble, anguish, because she is so glad 
that a man, a child, a human being has been born into the world. That's true. I remember my first one, it wasn't like this after, but they were wheeling me down to the delivery room and I remember saying, I decided I don't want to do this. How many women ever felt like that on your first child? It was funny. I was like, I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't think I want to do this because of the unknown. You know, there's so much unknown out there sometimes, especially for a woman. It's like, I, I don't remain, remember pain and anguish. Well, yeah, well, pain maybe, but I do remember thinking on the first one, I, you know, I kind of changed my mind, but I couldn't figure out how you're going to get out of that one. <laughs> Once it starts, it starts, amen? So for the present, you are also in sorrow, in distress, depressed, and I will see you again, and then your hearts will rejoice and can take, and no one can take from you your joy, gladness, and delight. Now, underline that next time you decide to uh, be anything but joyful. He says, and no one can take from you your joy, your gladness, and delight. No one can take it from you. You have to give it away. And when that time comes, you will ask nothing of me. You will need to ask me no questions. I assure you most solemnly, I tell you that my Father will grant you whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that I am. Up to this time, you have not asked a single thing in my name as presenting all that I am, but now ask and keep on asking and you will receive that your joy gladness delight may be full and complete he's saying this is how i take the scripture okay a lot of people um he's saying here up to this time you have not asked a single thing in my name as presenting all that i am that's why it's so important to take the scripture and ask with the scripture, okay? He said, but now ask and keep on asking and you will receive so your joy, gladness, delight may be full and complete. Ask for this, then you can ask for this, and then you can ask for this. Just keep on asking. You know, ask for the one thing. You don't have to keep asking for that. If you're believing, really believe that it's yours, then it's yours, amen? If you've sown seed for something and you've taken the word of God with it, along with it, then it's yours. It has to come. Well, then move on and ask for something else. Amen. He says, so that your joy, gladness, delight may be full and complete. So he's saying, I want to, I'm going to bless you. You're going to ask the Father in my name and you're going to be blessed so keep asking. Don't just stop. Keep asking. Keep it out there. If it's, if it's not just for you, if you see someone else has a need, ask for them. Amen? God wants us to constantly be in an attitude of joy and expectancy to receive. Amen? You know, Jesus, you know, he didn't get all upset when everybody left him but the twelve. Go, go have a pity party and pout and, you know, I just can't believe this took place. He moved on 
and kept doing the works of God. No matter what, that's, that's all that's going to be accredited to our account is what we do for God. That's it. I'm being honest. Our salvation and what we do on this earth for him. So, you know, we really need to take to heart, okay, God, am I putting you first in everything that I do? Everything that I do. And then expect him to fulfill those desires that he's placed in your heart. Amen. Okay, let's go to the next one. Romans 14, 17. Do you have anything you want to share? Okay. Let the kingdom of God, I'm sorry, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's pretty powerful. After all, in the Amplified, the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes, but instead it is righteousness, that state which makes a person acceptable to God, and heart peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. He who serves Christ in this way is acceptable and pleasing to God and is approved by men. So let us then definitely aim for and eagerly pursue what makes for harmony and for mutual upbuilding, edification, and development of one another. So when I read this last scripture, I think about Wednesday night that's coming up. So Laurel has a project she needs to have done. This is how a church can function, okay? Like, a lot of changes are going to be made at the beginning of the year. So then we need to all, all go in and help her fulfill this project that needs to be done or she wants done for those kids. That's helping one another joyfully, not, oh, geez, I got to, I got to go down there and do this. Don't look at me I'm not looking at anybody. I all know I know that we've all thought that before. Or I don't want to. Well, there's too many I don't want to Christians running around today. I don't want to. I don't have to because I'm not getting paid for it, so I don't want to. Think about it. Okay, we'll move on. I didn't have that part marked in here, but there are special times of joy. Returning from captivity. Psalms 126.2. How many have ever felt like you've been cap you were captive? 
<laughs> say it. Psalms 126.2. Let's start with one. When the Lord brought back the captives who returned to Zion, we were like those who dreamed it was so unreal. Then were our mouths filled with laughter and our tongues with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Turn to freedom our captivity and restore our fortunes, O, o Lord, as the streams of the south and Negev are restored to torrents. They who sow in tears shall reap in joy and singing. We looked at this one earlier, I believe, unless it was another. Yeah, we did. So look at this. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. You know, make a list at the end of this year, and, you know, we're at the end of it pretty close. Make a list of all the great things God did for you this year. You know, maybe something you were believing for that God gave you. You know, just make a list. You need to keep that in front of you constantly. People have a tendency to listen to the news or hear the news or see the way the world is going and be negative, you know. Like I said, a backslider asked me one time, why are you so upset? Or what, not me, but why are people so upset? They should be rejoicing because the end is coming. Amen? I mean, let me, let me I'm going to ask this question because I know this goes out on the airways. Would you rather not go through all this and stay here a lot longer? Or would you rather just go through this and shoot through this in the power and the anointing of God and get out of here? Ask yourself this. I mean, all the murmuring and complaining that goes on about what's going on, would you rather stick around for more of this or shoot through it in, this, in the spirit realm and be gone? Pardon? Yeah, right now would be a perfect... Perfect time. This would be it. This year would be great. Amen. Amen. But a lot of people go on and on and on about what's going on in the world. Blow it out somewhere and forget about it. Rejoice and be glad that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life instead of all the junk that's going on in the world. The world is the world. We're just sojourners through this. And God promises to protect us. Like Mike said, let's get out of here right now. This would be good, good timing. Perfect timing. There's nothing left that I want to do that I couldn't be very happy if the Lord Jesus were to come right now. To be honest with you, I'm being real. I mean, yeah, I'd like to see more people saved and, and whatever, but I'm ready. I'm totally ready. You know, that song that Dan used to sing, Don't Weep for Me When I Go, When I Cry, Don't, what is it? When I'm gone, goodbye world, goodbye. 
I can imagine because I've had I have a friend that went to heaven and and um, she had trouble having her baby and so she saw her body go up. She got to heaven. God told her to go back. And she said I was so mad. She said on the way back she thought, you know, when she was going she thought, oh my husband will take care of him and everything and that, it'll be fine. When she got there and then God sent her back. She wasn't really happy about coming back. You know, he was crying and calling her back. She wasn't happy about that. That was what, 40 something years ago, about 40 years ago. Okay, so return from captivity with joy. Amen. Blessings, Isaiah 61.10. Think of Paul Crouch. He's running around heaven right now. Thanking God, I'm out. I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> Some people, I think, are going to get there and be shocked. But okay, let's look at this. The spirit. Let's start with verse one. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because. Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor, and the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted and proclaim the liberty and physical and spiritual captives and the opening of the prison to the eyes who are bound. That was us, and it's not us anymore. Now, do you think that this, these people that are set free should be happy and joyful all the time? Okay. To proclaim the, the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of his favor, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn. To grant consolation and joy to those who mourn in Zion, to give them an ornament, a garland, or diadem of beauty instead of ashes, oil of joy instead of mourning, garment of praise instead of heavy burden and failing spirit that they may be called oaks of righteousness, lofty, strong, and magnificent, distinguished for uprightness, justice, and right standing with God, the planning of the Lord, that he may be glorified. You know, I'm going to throw myself out here on a limb, like a bird. People, Christians, I'm going to put it this, Christians, that are so caught up in the things that are going on with the government, they're allowing their joy to be robbed and allowing, they are giving it away. Stop it. If you humble yourselves and pray and seek God's face and turn from your wicked ways, then you'll hear from heaven and he'll heal your land. Think of it. Next time you want to say something, think of what God says. Too many people are going against, and I've been included in that, I'll admit it. I had to turn myself back and say, no, I'm not going there. I'm not, I'm not going there. It's not, it's not worth it. No, that'll make you old fast. I want to be like Sarah when she got old. I don't want to have a baby at that age, but, you know, 
There's too many people that are really got their eyes on the world instead of the word. And that, that'll zap your joy. Or listening to Psalms 1, 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Wow. If you listen to the news, what counsel are you in? Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor in, sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the word of the Lord, and in his word will he meditate day and night. Yet he can take an hour or two off and listen to the news and get depressed. That's not what the word says. Okay? This isn't in my notes. You can come look at them later. Okay. Um, 6110. I didn't go there yet. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul will exult in my God, for he hath clothed me with a garment of salvation. He has covered me with a robe of righteousness. And as a bridegroom decks herself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels, for as surely as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring forth so surely the Lord God will cause righteousness and justice and praise to spring forth before all the nations through the self-fulfilling power of his word. Through the power of his word, people are getting off of his word. Through the power of his word. What I never, ever, ever, ever heard Jesus gripe or complain about the government. Never. And it was pretty bad back then. Never. The only time Paul did was when they arrested him and he told him to come back here and apologize to me. He didn't really complain about him. He just said, uh, make it public. Okay. Here we go. You ready? We're going to see... Delighting in God's word, Jeremiah 15, 16. Come on. I'm with you, Mike. I'm ready to leave now. Today would be a good day. Jesus comes when we're all sitting in church. I certainly would want to be here that day. Uh, oh, well, let me see. Why am I still here? Um, gee, I slept in. I want to watch a football game. <laughs> Jeremiah 15, 16. The words were found and I ate them. And your words were to me a joy. And rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus.
thank you, Lauren. a good scripture in verse 20 and I will make you to this people a fortified bronze wall and they will fight against you but they will not prevail over you for I am with you to save and deliver you says the Lord and I will deliver you out of the hands of the wicked and I will redeem you out of the palms of the terrible and ruthless tyrants more people would read this instead of complaining about the other, then they would begin to see themselves mighty men of valor and zeal. And you know, I heard someone share something the other day, and it was amazing to me. This woman was preaching, and she was saying, where were the Christians when one person got the prayer out of the school? Where were they? You know, that's like, you know, where it says we're going to look at that little the devil and say that, 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 that is what I allowed to harass me and bother me and, you know, when you think about the glory and the presence of God and what's in him and his word compared to, to the crud that is in the world system, when you turn your ears into that, you, you know, it's, I'm, this is exactly what I'm seeing. You can take it or leave it. When you turn your ears into the world system and all the crud that's out there, you are, you are literally taking yourself and putting yourself in the category of those in Psalms 1, 1 and allowing the word to be ripped out of you. Remember what Jesus said? Watch what you hear. Remember that? Why? Why do you think he said that? Anybody? Three people tell me why. He said, watch what you hear. Pardon? Because the world contaminates you. Anybody else? Go ahead, Sharon. It, it can suffocate your faith in Jesus. Right. It will suffocate your faith in Jesus. Anybody else? Want to try fear? He said, guard your heart. Watch what you hear. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Like I shared a couple weeks ago, the two things that God promises are prosperity and healing, and yet people are concerned about their, their money being taken away and their insurance, their health insurance. I mean, really concerned, really fearful. The two things that God said he promises us. Okay, I'll be quiet. Okay. Let's move to Acts 8, 5 through 8. Here we go.
I'm almost done. You can rejoice. Well, I didn't see the ones below. Axe eight. <laughs> it's Okay, five through eight. Philip the deacon, not the apostle, went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed the Christ, the Messiah, to them, the people. And great crowds of people with one accord listened to and heeded what was said by, Peter, by Philip. Sorry. And as they heard him and watched the miracles and wonders which he kept performing from time to time, for foul spirits came out of many who were possessed by them, screaming and shouting with a loud voice, and many who were suffering from palsy or were crippled were restored to health. And there was great rejoicing in the city. There was great rejoicing in the city. This is the, the dinner bell for, for people to get saved. You know, you start... I have a, um, a video that I, I don't know if it's still on my Facebook page, but it's... Uh, it's a song, and I can't remember that Hezekiah something. I think his name is Hezekiah something. Anyway, he he starts out and he goes to this place called Five Points, and he comes and he goes and he he just starts out, just him. And then a few people come, and he starts out just praising the Lord in this by this big pond. Next thing you know, there you know at first people are like. What is this guy doing? You know, I mean, that's totally opposite to what we see in the world today. And, and they're like, you know, you can see people like, what's he doing? But all of a sudden, even those that you see were non-believers start joining in and people start gathering around and the song he sings is about healing and deliverance and, and what Jesus did. It was powerful, isn't it? You want me to play it? I don't think I have it on there anymore. Anyway, um, it is, it's really powerful. Pastor said he's going to get his guitar out. So I think about this, and I think about Philip. When I think about this song on here, I think about it. How powerful, very, very powerful this is when we think about one person, Philip, went down and began to proclaim the gospel. Just one person went and people started coming and people started become, getting freed and delivered, set free and delivered and, and allowed the Holy Spirit to move upon them and then it said great joy great joy was in the city great joy was in the city so we need to think about that okay dear I would like you to come and grab the mic and look up first Peter 1 8 while I'm doing this praise you father Can you get a mic to him, Dan? Hallelujah. 
I will be obedient because my husband told me to play this. It is a good song. It's a really good song. I wish I could show it to you. This is taking a while, so you better First Peter okay. one eight, and then the rest of the scriptures are over here. First Peter one eight. Without having seen him, you love him. Though you do not even now see him, you believe in him and exalt him. And thrilled with inexpressible and glorious triumphant heavenly joy. Amen. You find it? Now expand on it a little bit here, okay? As I'm pulling this up in the middle of my sermon. You know I love you. Okay, from the, uh, from the King James. Whom, having not seen, ye love, in whom through now ye see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Well, when you, when you got saved, I think, well, at least for me, it was a joyous time. I mean, everything was, the world was a lot brighter. It happened... I got born again at night at a uh, revival meeting. And when I stepped outside, uh, it was foggy at first when I got to the place and when I got out. It was completely clear night. The stars were shining and it was just a joyful time. Um, it was exhilarating. I think each and every one of us know what when you recall what happened, you just, uh, a jo joy unspeakable, I mean, you just can't put it into words sometimes. Uh, things have changed. You knew your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and greater things are, are were about to take place. Amen. 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 Okay, are you ready? Put it through your mic. I'm going to let, I don't know if some of you can, you might be able to, tell me if you can see it. This could take forever. Hallelujah. Coming up. It's like seven out. Praise God for all of you that are waiting to hear this. I am being a very obedient person here. Okay. If you turn off the lights, you might see it. Every praise is to our God. 
If anything's good.
Hallelujah. Well, if anything should make you joyful, you should be really joyful by now. At the very beginning there, it shows the street from uh, the view. Just cars going down, just people walking around. All of a sudden, he walks out to the front of the street. It's like uh, the turnarounds we have in town. Oh. Well, in the middle of the turnaround, they have a huge fountain in the cars. And he goes up to the fountain, and he starts this, and people are stopping and taking pictures. and. People, then people started really getting into it, so let every praise. Okay, the man's name is um, Hezekiah Walker. And there's a, um, it's actually a video, and I'm going to buy it. I'm going to rock out. You never know when I'm going to do this. You need this. I mean, if people all over, if people would, if Christians in America would go out and do this instead of flapping around about the other stuff, um, we'd have a revival. You know, for, you know the, the interesting part on that to me was you could honestly see those that were non-Christians kind of were like, what in the world? <laughs> But then they got into it. Amen. You know, Amen. what if in every city, one church went out and did that? In every city in America. This place would be turned like that. I like the part about the healing and the deliverance and the whole thing. He doesn't stop at any of, you know, he just goes for it. Father, we thank you for um, being obedient to pastor, desiring to hear this. I pray that we all go out thinking about this and that the boldness and the joy of the Lord rises up in us and something extremely great happens inside our spirit, soul, and body to where we realize that we're here for a reason, and that is to get soul saved. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And please help Laurel, those that can.